Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi there, and thank you for downloading the latest show from the Glasgow's Green Podcast, aka GigPod. I'm Stevie, and I have good news, and I have bad news. The good news is there's no read, so. The bad news is there is Punkphone, and he'll be co-hosting with me as we briefly talk about beating Aberdeen again, as well as a big announcement near the end of the episode. So anyway, Punkphone, hello. Hello, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm very well. Do me a favour. Sell me this pen. Well, Stevie, what I want you to do right now is I want you to write down I hate Jerry McCulloch on that napkin right there. I can't, I don't have a pen. Oh, well, there you go. Supply and demand. Thank you very much. Look at that. How routine. His routine is Celtic beating Aberdeen. It was Celtic 1, Aberdeen 0 yesterday. We can't really talk it up. <laughs> it was dire again, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was terrible, aye. Um, I must say, I was happy to see Clamalla starting. Um, I think that was the only change I learned other than Maxell, wasn't it? And it, it left back. But I thought people were talking about this new era or whatever it was under Kennedy, I thought it was quite naive to expect a massive change in the performance levels. We were decent, I thought, in the first half hour or so, but after that it was just incredibly tedious, wasn't it? I saw a lot of people posting this is a new era under Kennedy, we're playing great football within the first 10-15 minutes, I'm like, you're going a bit too far there. I felt we played pretty well and we zipped the ball about fairly confidently and we, it was encouraging signs, I'd say, for the first 20, 25 minutes. We looked decent. But I think a new era, and I'm sure you'll agree with me here, a new era is when we bring in a new manager, when we bring in a competent background staff, when we've got a new CEO and we've got a new sporting director or director of football. You know, a new era than now, it's, it's not, because we've still got all the players here who have underperformed and let us down badly. And despite what you want to say about John Kennedy, about how much of a Celtic man he is when he didn't leave when Brendan Rodgers tried to take him back in 2019 and whatever. The fact of the matter is he's still been part of a coaching setup that has really let us down and failed us this season, so you can't possibly call it a new era. It's still a continuation of a team that is at the end of its cycle, really. 
I know, no, you're, you're spot on. I, I put out a, a tweet, um, I think it was yesterday actually, just before the game. Well, got to be careful what you say here. Is, is, is this safe for the podcast? It's, it's safe for the podcast, don't worry. <laughs> um, no, I'd, I'd put out a, a tweet, um, I think it was just before the, the game yesterday, where I said I didn't want to be like, you know, being dead negative, but people were saying, oh, you know, first time in ages, I'm looking forward to, to watching this today. And I could understand it to an extent because. You felt as if it was this massive, just weight off the shoulders that Lennon was finally gone. But seeing till I start seeing real, like tangible change at this football club, like you're saying, we're a new sporting director um, or director of football, whatever it might be, new manager, coaching staff, etc. I, I find it difficult to just sort of trust in them that they're going to miraculously turn this all around in the summer. And and again, I don't want to be. I don't want to be dead negative about it, but I'm just struggling to be very optimistic at the moment until I actually sort of see it in front of me. Comparing Celtic and Chelsea, right? You're going to have so many listeners turning off at this point. I'm not making direct comparisons, but all I'm meaning is when it comes to the timing of when Celtic get rid of Lennon, Chelsea get rid of Lampard, who's a club legend, and they've done it in such a dignified and professional manner. As you say, Spunk Phone, sacked for being English. Shocking. They only sacked him at the end of January, but they brought in a new permanent manager uh, and a new sort of coaching setup and everything. And you already see the benefits of what they've got out of it for the fact that they identified the replacement so quickly. You know, he's got the players buying into his theories, his ideas, his philosophies. And as a result, they're playing far better football and they're pushing for a top four finish. And they've got optimism and they've got cause to look ahead to next season to go, yeah, this is going to be a, an optimistic one for us, you know. But whereas with Celtic, we've went down the caretaker route. I'm sure we've identified a number of replacements, but I'd imagine Dominic Mackay is going to play a big part in that. So this new era part, I'm sorry, this is still something that a lot of fans are going to have to get out of their head. It's not a new era. We saw on Saturday that the football, as much as it was promising for the first half hour, the fitness levels were shocking again after like 50, 60 minutes. The first 20 minutes, we didn't actually get to watch it. And I would rather that happened at the last 20 minutes. That would have been a far more enjoyable experience for us all. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's Celtic TV just at their, at their absolute best again. I remember thinking at the start of the season when they had one or two issues, like it was a bit bit much to maybe expect them to become like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something overnight. But see by now, I mean, we're nearly into March and folk have paid 500, 600 pound. I mean, I think they'd have sorted it by now. Eh? Back in, I think it was June, 2020. Celtic did say on their website they're engaging with highly rated production company Sunset and Vine as they looked ahead to the matches being broadcast as part of the club's season ticket. And it was supposed to have the producers of BT Sports Europa League all working on it as well. But it, it's just seemed as if it's been such a shoddy operation. I think Celtic have been done a belter by Lyle Lanley. I think <laughs> he has, I think so whoever's done that is Celtic and signed that deal have been conned by the man who put North Haverbrook on the map. But honestly, I mean, the only positive, I guess you could say, from the horrendous TV coverage yet again under Celtic TV is, no, Jeremy Culloch is better than any Jeremy Culloch. How we've went for Rory Hamilton at the start of the season. Then we had that weird three-game spell, mind we, Peter Martin on, on commentary and <laughs> we've ended up And he was Jeremy slagging McCulloch. the club! I know, it was, it was brilliant. But no, how, how we've gone for Rory Hamilton to Peter Martin and, and then all the way down to Jerry McCulloch, it's, um, I feel like it sums up our season quite well, just just how far we've fallen off in the past few months. 
they never just seem to come out and acknowledge that and try and fix the problems. It's like they know that so many fans are having issues. It seems to be on a weekly basis, and they just do nothing about it. It's like <laughs> I saw a tweet where somebody says, "Did Neil Lennon get the servers in a divorce?" <laughs> and it's actually some shout because honestly, it's <laughs> in the first twenty minutes or so when you when you couldn't get to see that it was it would have been some part if it turned out that Neil Lennon was sabotaging it. Going, oh, get up, get him out of fuck! I hope they can't ever see a game again. Just just with regards to that again, no apologies. I mean, Jerry McCulloch I think just before half time touched on it and he said something along the lines of, "Oh, sorry if." Uh, if a few of you were having issues, <laughs> it was like the full supports just missed about 20 minutes of the game. As I said, maybe 11 days ago when we beat Aberdeen 1-0, that's the type of game that it's a tight, scrappy affair, but you get the three points, you can say, oh, that's the mark of champions, that's what wins your league, but there's no league winning qualities in that team. Yeah, historically, a lot of the players are winners, but this season, it's just not worked out that way, and every game just seems like we're stumbling, just dying to get to the end of it. What's your thoughts on Barkas not getting in that team? I expected, and a lot of the Celtic fans online, expected Barkas would be reintegrated back into the starting 11. I think Kieran Devlin at The Athletic said that that's what he expected. A lot of the Celtic sort of websites that I read were all saying the same thing. They were expecting Barkas to at least be in the squad. If he's injured, then I'm not seeing any official record of it anywhere I look. Kennedy Lennon don't seem to talk about it, and... All I can really imagine at this point is Barkas is desperately wanting away. It's it's just an utterly bizarre situation, isn't it? I mean, throughout the whole season, there's been games where, you know, that, that spell in, was it January, where he came in and played two or three games or whatever it was, and then get dropped again. Lennon had said a couple of weeks before that he was going to be the number one going forward. I'd heard whispers a, a couple of weeks ago that he was potentially, I think it was away on loan in the summer. So I can only assume... If he isn't injured, which, which as you say, you're not able to find a, a sort of record of it anywhere, and it's not been mentioned by anyone at the club, I can only assume we've just given up. I think that game, I was speaking to Rizzo, as you might have listened to last week when we were talking about the Lennon departure one. No, I, I, I don't listen to this podcast when I'm not on it. Cool, right, I'm going to just quit this, this is all getting cut out. I was talking to Rizzo, we felt that the 2-0 defeat against Rangers was just such a crucial one for his confidence, and... A lot of fans, I felt, were unfair with the first goal when Goldson scored that header. And I know goalkeepers. I mean, every goalkeeper in the world has had a shocker. Your De Gea's, your Courtois. No, I mean, all of them have sold the jerseys at some point. It's just part and parcel of being a goalie in that position. You're never going to be remembered for all the saves that you make that are bread and butter. But as soon as you make any type of mistake, fans are on you in a second. But I just, I can't really recall any howler that Barkas has made. There's been arguments that all the shots that have been hit into him have went in, but you could actually flip that and go, well, that's because the digs into him have actually been fairly accurate finishes. He's just been extremely unfortunate that he's had a shoddy defence in front of him at a time when we were playing a back three without Iron and Wells settled at the back. I mean, we'd Shane Duffy in there and it was just a, it was a bomb scare in front of him. At the back, we were capable of conceding all the time. I wouldn't say that was just down to him. It was down to the fact that he wasn't getting protected with his defence and he's taking on the blame for it. I, it's interesting to think then what, what the plan will obviously be going forward because we seem to have just completely given up on Barkas at this point. I mean, who, who do you think will be the, the number one going into next season then? Do you think it'll be Bain or do you think we'll look to recruit? I mean, I would hope we would recruit if we get a new manager in. He'll want to hopefully bring in an established goalie, but then Barkas is an established goalie. 
He's a Greek international, played in the Champions League and everything as well. Played in derbies, you know, with EK and Olympiacos. So he's not as if he's phased with any games in Scotland. It's just been a, a strange, strange signing. And for him, it's just not worked out so far. I'm hopeful that we don't sell him. And I'm hopeful that we, he can turn that around. Stylian Petrov, when we signed him, he was unsettled for his first season. Just couldn't adapt to life in Glasgow. And it was only when Martin O'Neill came in that he had a chat with him and said to him, no, I'm going to be playing you in the position that you're meant to be playing in. It gave him a lift, it gave him confidence. And as soon as he scored that goal against Rangers in the 6-2 game, never looked back. So I think Barkas just needs a moment like that. New manager, new season, a big moment. And I dearly hope that he proves a lot of people wrong. So no, I think uh, I think you're right enough. Um, I hope I hope we've not seen the last of Barcast to be honest, because five million pounds as well. It's a a big outlay um, on a, a goalkeeper in that position, not in sort of world football terms, I suppose, but but relative to to where we are. So it's it's going to be a, a costly one to just go ahead and essentially write him off. As you said, I don't think he's been. Anywhere near as bad as as, as folk have, have made out. So I'd, I'd like to see him given another chance. I don't know if that's going to be the case. One thing I do know, though, is, is going into the qualifiers in next season, whoever the first-choice goalkeeper is, it, it cannot be Scott Bain. To be fair, Scott Bain made a really decent save at 1-0, apparently. But uh, I didn't get to see it because my Celtic TV pass fucked <laughs> it. So... Anything could have happened. It could be a lie. I don't know. Scott Brown might have actually been a, a world beater in midfield. It's just one of these things. If Nene saw it, then did it really happen, brother? Yeah, no, it's it's another one of those cases of that North Korean state propaganda, I think, for Jerry <laughs> McCullough. <can't it? laughs> yeah, right. Well, look, moving on. As I say, Aberdeen are garbage. They're not the only team because did you see that cup final today? I, I did. I'm, I'm very sorry to say that I did. What was your thoughts? Uh, I was quite up for it beforehand, actually. First, uh, first domestic cup final, obviously, since what, 2016 that, that Celtic weren't involved in. Then I remembered it's closed-doors football. Could have been the greatest game in the world today, but I think closed-door football at, at this point as well is just unbearable. Uh, you, you've said it on here. I've said it myself. I've seen loads of people saying it sort of universally as well. The standard of this league this year, it's it really is the worst it's been for a while. And that's no me trying to, you know, talk down the fact that Rangers are unbeaten at this point or, or whatever. It, if anything, it, it reflects worse on us, I think, and how poor we've been this season. It was a hard, hard watch, wasn't it? St Johnston, to their credit, actually tried to play some of the football. David Martindale and his Livingston team... I think it was a step too far for them, but it was a really honking game of football. And yeah, I'd say the standard of the league has declined massively. There used to always be a player at Hibs that you'd always say, oh, I would take him in a minute. Dundee United, who are up in the league, have historically, I know they're just back and they get promoted, but Dundee United have always the right good player that can cause Celtic bother. There always seems to be a player Aberdeen have got that is capable of getting a goal against Celtic and causing it some bother. They've just fell right off a cliff. And it's quite funny, isn't it, Spunk Phone, that you had genuine concerns from a lot of Celtic fans saying Celtic have got to watch out because it's a battle for second place. Even when Neil Lennon 
was plummeting us to new levels of mediocrity. There was no danger we were ever going to finish third in that league. I think, um, yeah, no, up against that Aberdeen side as well. I mean, they are they're a really poor outfit. I know we've obviously already touched on the game there. Hibs have fell off majorly since the start of the season from what I've seen of them. Aye, no, it was, it was never in much doubt, was it? You know, I thought Celtic against Hearts at Hamden was the worst performance I'd see at the National Stadium, but fair play Livingston, fair play to David Martindale. He really did go one step beyond when it came to ineptitude. But Livingston play against Rangers on Wednesday. If they take any points off them, hopefully win against them, it means Rangers can win the league at Celtic Park. That is now pretty much where we are this season. I'm sad to say that is all we've got to hope for. I don't know if I've got full confidence in us stopping them at Celtic Park if it comes to it. So I think another team doing it is the more likely scenario and Livingston are probably the best place team to do it at that awkward wee stadium on that horrible wee surface. How do you think that will go? Um, well, they dropped points there earlier in the season, didn't they? So I suppose there's always a, an outside chance. Personally, I, I can't see it. Um, with, with the run they've got, I think it's Livingston then St Mirren, isn't it, before they play us? I reckon at this point, you know, again, without being overly negative, although this is about as negative as you can probably sound in a Celtic podcast, I, I reckon they will probably end up going unbeaten because I don't trust any other team in this league, including ourselves, to, to go ahead and, and beat them. Although I must say, I, I hope to God someone clips this and makes me look like a right idiot um, if and when they do lose a game. Before they play us on the 21st of March, that fateful date, which is a day after my birthday, get that one in your diary, listeners, and you, Spunk Phone. I want you breaking all the rules and coming to my house for a big party. It's nippy going to do about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slavia Prague played Angels on the 11th of March, and then Rangers played them again in the return fixture on the 18th. Three days later, it will be a game against us at Celtic Park. They could be knackered getting into that one. This is... Again, a long shot because they have shown no signs of fatigue at all when it comes to the Europa League games and then getting into games at the weekend. But this is how desperate I am now. I'm just hoping <laughs> I'm just hoping for some reason that game goes into extra time, grueling penalties, something. I don't know. Or even better, if they're just pumped out, would be great. But how sad is that 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 is now what we're talking about? We've got to the point that we just have to hope they slip up and other teams beat them so that they can't go into that game at Celtic Park needing a draw or something because that would just suit them even more what have we been reduced to man it's it's just grim isn't it doesn't even bear really thinking about um i mean i remember listening to gig pod on its initial run stevie um and you know me i was an absolute super fan i was begging for you to bring it back and and that was because i was thinking back to the glory days uh invincible trebles and champions league group stages and You've brought it back and, and look where we are. It's, it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Do you know what's funny as well? Do you know remember in the gig pod days? We were winning everything and me and Rizzo were still finding ways to moan about Celtic, remember? <laughs> <laughs> it was the out-and-out moaning. Not like the moaning it is now, but it was just more... I think it was the European results. We were so annoyed that... I wasn't expecting us to beat Barcelona or PSG or that, but it was just the style of the doings that we took and... That just they always annoy us, but my God, I would have that as our troubles, as opposed to now. Celtic know all about our troubles indeed, and God, <laughs> don't we have this season, man? See if we nippy ourselves, right? <laughs> Your favourite leader, of course, Bunkphone. <laughs> if she was just to say, look, 
the cases are going to go up again and I'm just going to call the league as it is at the start of March. Would you take it or would you go, no, I'm going to oppose this using my public persona platform on Twitter and do everything I can to get you to reverse it? Would you actually accept her just calling it the now? I, I would absolutely take it, Stevie. I think um, I'm not going to play the Scottish Cup, which means my, my big bet that I had on John Kennedy, next permanent manager, um, is, is going to fall two games short anyway. So no, at, at this moment in time, I think I would just say, Nippy, put us out of misery and, and the rebuild can begin. I've just had it now in terms of the football, watching it on streams. On. I've just I've just had enough of it. It's mind-numbing. And maybe when the better weather comes in and hopefully restrictions are eased and you can come round here for a party and all that watching the game that'll be great but <laughs> realistically just watching it and yourself in a house and having to rely on a wi-fi and everything it's just too much now i can't stomach it i'm sure a lot of other fans can't stomach it even during the winter months as horrible as it was things weren't as bad because we weren't in a total lockdown but see since like early january and ever since we've been slipping behind more and more in the league it's it's just horrible. Uh, I think it's all just caught up with a lot of fans. Me, you, fucking Rizzo as well, probably. I would just love it if she just called everything as it is and now. It would be amazing because they wouldn't even be able to gloat about their, their mighty draw at Celtic Park as well. <laughs> it would it, That would crush them. And ultimately, we could then turn up and say, it doesn't count because they won it over Zoom, which would be a good laugh. Aye, I mean, my, my whole angle now is anyway, like five substitutes, closed doors games, it, it doesn't count anyway, it's it's tainted. We're getting to the end of the show and I have a big announcement on GigPod. Can you guess what it is? I cannot, Stevie. Listeners, Spunkphone, I saw on the Celtic FC store that training kit was 20% off and I have bought more Adidas training kit. <laughs> <laughs> I won't wear a Adidas training kit. I'm a mark for it, man. They, as Silvio and the Sopranos would say, they pulled me back in. It's unbelievable what Celtic have done to me. Really. They have toyed with my emotions. They've gaslit me all season. They've manipulated me. And even then, I can't say no to buying some discounted training gear. What are your thoughts on that one, Spunkphone? It's, it's, it's to their own, Stevie. Um, I must say, your, your commitment to that particular gimmick is admirable. But um, it's not for me. Right, all right, Mark McGee. Right, so this has been episode 32. Look, I know you're not going to approve of me buying more Celtic Adidas gear, but it's my life and I'll do what I want. <laughs> and I'll continue to do what I want on this podcast by getting rogues like Spunkphone on. Spunkphone, thanks a lot for coming back on. Where can the audience find them? In fact, why am I asking you this? I'm sure half of them already follow you now. I would hope so by this point, Stevie. I've, I've plugged my social media enough on here now, I think, so... Um, for this episode I just want to say obviously thanks very much to, to everyone for downloading and listening again um, I've thoroughly enjoyed my fourth appearance now on, on GigPod you're now official you're a part of the GigPod HQ exactly it's, it's my first um, first appearance as an official part of the GigPod family so in, in light of that I just wanted to pause for a moment and, and just take this opportunity to say that I'll I'll never forget Rizzo
John Reed said to me, he said, uh, when, when you become a member of the GigPod family, Spunkphone, you're a leader of the men and a leader of the people. And uh, I'm very proud to be here for you today. So thank you very much. You can find us everywhere where you get your podcasts and we'll be back for episode 33 very, very soon. Thanks for listening and heal, heal. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.